With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek War. I am mad, Mike, but I am way less mad because we get to talk about Lucha Underground. And with me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? I am so excited, as always, to talk about this fantastic show that we call Lucha Underground. That, well, not we call everyone calls it. I was going to say they call it Lucha Underground. We kind of just echo that sentiment. But, uh, yeah, uh, Lucha, such a fun show. It's always a good show. Eamon, what was your word this week for Lucha Underground? Your, oh, oh, excuse me. I forgot my head. Qualis to Balabra. Uh, my palabra for this week. Uh, we, God, um, stolen. Ah, okay. There, there was a, there was a, a theme of stealing on this show. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm with you on that. Um, me palabra for this week is bang. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, I was yeah. Trying to- oh my god. And yes, that means DDP finally debuted in Lucha Underground. Not the well, <laughs> no, this is this is Bullet Club. This is DDP. Yeah, and technically we saw neither of those, but we'll get into it because I really like that part. Um, Eamon, Qualis to Bueno this week. Uh, kind of going into that. My good for this week was uh, Mario the Moth versus Killshot. Oh my god! Really fucking Jeez. good match. And you know, all right. Full disclosure, going into this week's Lucha, I expected it to be like one of those episodes where we get a bunch of squash matches because the main event's going to be really long mm-hmm. and amazing. Um, we didn't get that, but holy shit, did I love what we got. I, I think this is one of the rare times where I loved, not to say I didn't love the main event, but I loved this match, which was in the middle of the card, more than the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely with you on that. And the fact that it had the pre that pre match segment. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that pre match segment was the shit. Mark, I I I, can, I always say this person's my favorite character on the Underground, but uh, uh, Marty the Moth is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's come a long way. Like he's not, you know, he does. We've seen that he can do crazy well, and we saw that in the backstage promo as well. But his wrestling here was really good as well. And I really enjoyed the, the also in-ring components of this match. Like, uh, I feel like him and Killshot mesh so well together. And from what we saw going forward with Marty taking, uh, beating up Killshot afterwards and then taking his dog tags, like, I want to see more matches now between the two, both from the fact that you know they're both great characters, but also they put on an amazing match, so I want to see what they're going to do going forward, you know? Yeah, I I mean, it was really a lot of fun. Um, Marty, we forget a lot of times that that first season of Tough Enough, the one with, the, with Stone Cold, yeah. Martin was going to win that one. Yeah, he, he was, was one of my personal favorites. He was favorites. going to win. Like, 
he like he was Stone Cold's favorite, and then he got injured. And I remember when we were talking about that, we were like, oh, it's a real shame to see what he could have done. And that injury might have been the best thing that happened to him. I think also, like, people default to the fact that, like, like I, I feel like a lot of people assume that that kind of a character that he's playing right now on the drum ground, the whole crazy, like, almost like a Dean Ambrose kind of style character, is almost easy to... People think it's easy to do, but there's a nuance that you have to put into it to make it work so well. Yeah, and you, you I can't feel, go full Jim Carrey camp on it. Exactly, and I don't think he does. I think he provides a lot of really good like meat to the whole thing, and he he really did an amazing job this week. And I, I want to give him credit; like he he stole the show for me personally. I would I would love to see like Lucha Underground outtakes. I would love to see it because there's gotta be like a point where he just like creepily goes up behind someone and then they just start laughing in a backstage promo. There's gotta be, and. It's, and it's great to have stuff for him transitioning, like now that he's transitioned from the sexy star stuff. Like it's good that he's not just kind of in a holding pattern now. Like he's got a few going forward, and, and it's good. I, and it seems like it's going to be great. Like Matt Stryker said that you know Killshot, you know, could be the MVP of the season, and like I I agree with him, but I also think Mar- the fact that Marty is so good, like they're going to be jockeying for that position for me. You know, as far as guy as the guy that I'm like this guy killed it this season yeah yeah um fuck man and and like the thing with the uh with the dog tags that was awesome like we haven't seen something like that for a while like to take the to take this that had not like these characters had nothing to do with each other and (sighs) within what maybe 15 minutes yeah, like just build a story that I'm into. Like I'm all in. I, and I love how much complexity now has been given to the Killshot character. Like beyond, like he just puts on good matches. Like I, I love the commentary in, in in their match. I like the point where like Vampiro brings up the fact that not only is like Killshot a, a skilled sort of competitor, but also because of his military experience, he has a level of calmness. And like you know, he doesn't you know get nervous. He doesn't you know you know think irrationally. He's very calm, mm-hmm. and it comes from his military training. And I think that's such a cool plot point to introduce. Yeah, and the fact that like Marty's just fucking nuts. Like, uh, I it's so good. It's so much fun, and yeah. I love that Killshot was the one that said "bang" in the segment. Like mm-hmm. after after like they have fight backstage, a stage fight, and Killshot easily like got the upper hand and just did the gun to the head and said bang. Like and then Marty did it at the end of their match. After like yeah. oh, just so good. So good. Not to go too much also into this match, but I gotta say something back to the actual like wrestling of it. There were some stiff fucking shots in this. The um Oh yeah, that, that running kick kill shot did on Marty in the corner was probably the sickest thing I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. and and like, yeah, it was it was perfect. I I really love this match. This is a match that I definitely think of anything that you should seek out and check out because it's fantastic. Yes. Um. All right. Uh, me bueno this week. I'm trying to I'm trying to determine which. 
Because I have two things that I would want to say, and I don't know which one I should pick. Okay. Um, I will. All right. I'll I'll flip my other thing into a bad. Uh, I will say, cage like the medallion mini game. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's what it is. Like we were talking about new match concepts this past week on the Mayhem Show, yeah, and. God damn it, if Lucha didn't provide something, not necessarily the same thing, but similar. Like, Cage is standing in the way. Whoever puts the medallion into the title gets in the match. Because I love love that's the thing, is that you have to put the medallion into the title to be involved in the match. Like, Like, is it wrong? I kind of want to see that fleshed out for next season. That could be really fun. Like, could you imagine? Like, there are six medallion matches, so six people are set for the match. The seventh match is all of the losers in a six-way. Whoever can grab the medallion that's hanging on a pole and put it into the title, like at the top of the steps. That'd be really fun. Oh my god, how great would that be? That'd be really fun. Like, I know I-, I know you guys are listening. I'm I'm sure you're probably already halfway done with season three already, judging by fucking Sorg. But if if you need an idea, that one is free. Feel free to take it. And I love the. I some people. I, I read a review saying that they didn't really like it because their 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 argument was, well, what's the point of having medallion matches anyways? But it's like it's sold how much of a shithead Chavo is. Yeah, and how much he's a piece of shit, and how much of a violence loving Dick Dario is. He got into the he got into the gift of the gods match and spoiler alert won the fucking match even though he never won a qualifier. That's fucking the most. Like, I love down, it. I love it. The, it's perfect. And um, the best part of it was that I love that Cage came into that match and obliterated everybody, everybody except Chavo and like. As soon as he went for someone else, I'm like, "Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna give Chavo the win. He's gonna give Chavo the win. This is gonna be awesome." I was thinking what they were gonna do was because he does it and then grabs the gifts of the gods belt, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing! Chavo stole the medallion for him, but he's gonna take the belt. Like he's gonna he's gonna steal the belt." But he, instead, he threw it on top of him and said that they had a match next week uh, for it, which I think is cool. Um, but I love the yeah. I, I thought it did a great job of taking someone like Chavo Guerrero, who for after you you know this season has done some stuff, but isn't like the top character in the Underground, so to speak. Uh, and it gave him something. It gave him some juice, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and, and I also really love again going back to that that opening like ceremony thing where like he tricked Cage into oh, where he had the washer. With a fake medallion in the bag, like that was so perfect. Good. So good, like that is pure Eddie. That is pure yeah, Eddie Guerrero. That that's, and, that's and it's cool to have somebody like that. Like everyone in Lucha Underground, like for the most part, even if they're a heel, is like competitive. Like you know, is delivering in like match quality and is trying to you know trying to be competitive. And Chavo's like, I'm just gonna be a piece of shit, and I'm just gonna be the biggest asshole possible. And weasel my way into shit when I don't deserve to be in it, and all that stuff. Like I, I, I love that so much, and I, and I really f- have valued Chavo more now than I have in like ten years. You know what I mean? Like 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, uh, it, it was just a lot of fun. Like, and I love that the announcers, like, had no idea what was going Like, they were almost trying to sell that maybe Cage was in lieu with Chavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, hell, you could have gone that way, too. Like, maybe Chavo hired Cage to win the... Uh, to win the qualifier match, and they're just playing I, it I, off. I'm glad that they didn't do that because I mean, I think I would have hated that just from the fact that in the opening segment we had Chavo hit him with a chair. You know that's what I mean? true. Yeah, that's true. That that's the only thing that would have kept. But even still, like I thought it was a perfect, like kind of swerve sort of thing where it still made sense mm-hmm. and 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 it was different. So. All right. Um, well, not every show is perfect. We always say that. Um, so, Amen. Oh, don't make me. Amen. Qualis Tumalo. Don't make me. I don't. I don't have a bad. I really don't. Like, I really like this show. Um, like, I don't know. You can't think of anything. I really can't. I, like, I could probably give you some suggestions. That I don't think. I think it's something you would not have liked. Okay, tell me your bad. Tell me your bad. Well, no, this isn't my bad because okay, I. Well, tell me. T- but uh, the thing I think that you probably didn't like is um, Cobra Moon and Daga. See, I didn't mind it. Okay, you didn't mind her basically trying to lick his crotch during the match. Oh, uh, I, I think <laughs> in the case of, like, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't mind it. Here's the thing about women in wrestling and like that, doing that kind of stuff. I don't mind that kind of stuff. If it if it's happening with the entire women's roster, then yeah, that's kind of shitty. But it's here's the thing: you can have women be be wrestlers and be wrestling against men and be strong characters. But you can also still have them be women. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I, and not to say women grow up and lick dudes' crotches, but also not... That's not to say all women are snakes, because Cobra Moon's supposed to be a freaking <laughs> snake. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, Eamon, can you put that in your Twitter bio? <laughs> no, that would be bad, yeah. Um, quote, quote by Eamon Payton, not all women are snakes. <laughs> But no, I didn't mind that at all. Like, okay, I, all right. And it gave something for those two characters. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Yeah, I, I just thought it was really kind of awkward in the middle of that match. A little bit, but... Okay. Um, my bad this week. What the fuck does Arhenis have against Masquerita Sacrata? Arhenis was like... I, okay. Oh my god, he tried to kill him. Like, several not just, times. Not just that, but like I feel like Arhenis has been listening to this show. And he's like, oh, you think I'm a fucking jobber? Like, I'm going to fucking kick ass this episode. He was fucking, like, super kicking dudes like crazy and, like, being real awesome. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, even, I know he kind of, like, decapitated Masquerade Sagrada a bit, but. He he almost just crushed him. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was for example, scared for his for life. For those that didn't see it. He does the um, and it's this thing that Masquerade has done in the past, where it's like somebody grabs him and spins him almost in a way. But he's, but I don't think he realized how close he was to the ropes. So he like just went neck first into the ropes, and it was pretty scary. Yeah, but yeah, like Masquerade got tossed, just, just yeah. fucking like I, and I kind, I don't know if they're going this way. I kind of think maybe Arhenis was the one who wanted uh, to have famous be make him famous. I wouldn't mind that. Like, yeah. I, I like the idea of like the lower card guy. Like, not not like a job squad. I don't want to like, you know, take it to that kind of level. But like the idea that the underappreciated guys and like, like I like the idea like maybe Ricky Mandel comes back and you know join the mis- uh, mis- uh, 
famously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I, it's weird how great those four people messed. Yeah, especially because you and I were not really sold on Daga or Cobra Moon, but that match was fun. I, I like Daga, but again, like he lost the match to Tejano, and there wasn't much we know about him, obviously. Yeah. Um, Cobra Moon, this was probably her best showing so far. Like, and and again, going to Arhenis and, and and his you know amazing performance. Masquerita was great. Like, it's weird how well they work together because mm-hmm. they're so different. All right. Uh, so, excuse me, Eamon, uh Calls to Cambio this week. Uh, my Cambio goes. It's a slight thing. It's almost kind of like my NXT change, but it's to an ending of one of the matches. Uh, and that was the the four way the the uh, four way with that Daga one. Um, I just found it weird that because Cobra hit a big move on Masquerita, and like almost gave the win to Daga, but like Daga hit like a quick like elbow drop sort of thing and then pinned Masquerita. I would have loved if he either just pinned him mm-hmm. or like a, hit another bigger move. Well, you know? I think he might have done something quick to see how she'd react. Like that, yeah, that, I that, think was, that was, was my thought of it. Thing. Like, okay, maybe if I just drop a quick elbow, she, I can see if she's really doing this or not. But also, I think it was kind of made in the sense of like, it's kind of shitty if Daga just pins somebody off of somebody else's move. Yeah, without being you know a heel I mean? about it. Without being a heel about it, it kind of makes him look a little weak. So I think his thought was, I'm just going to elbow him more quick and then pin him. I think it would have been better if he just did some big move. Yeah. But Cobra let him win. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's my only minor grievance. Um, Mikambio this week, Vampiro needs to get an acupuncture license. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, he does. I, I That practice did not look safe, Eamon. <laughs> that did not look safe. He See, all right. For those of you who didn't watch it, and if you didn't watch it, sh- fucking shame on you. You should be watching Lucha. Um... Vampiro was basically. Did you see Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Because if you saw Dark Knight Rises, you saw the Lucha equivalent to a certain scene this week on Lucha Underground. Um, I'm pretty sure Vampiro put Pentagon up in a sex swing. Um, I'm not exactly. But, but upside down, as you do. I'm, I've told. I've been told. Well, no, um, I mean, I'm assuming in the way that that, that sex swing, <laughs> if it's a sex swing, the way it was positioned, you would have him positioned upwards. If he was positioned. That's what I mean by it. It, de- it depends on what you're trying to do, Eamon. Uh, I mean, let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> God. But, um, yeah, so ba- basically, Pentagon is suspended in midair, like trying to stretch out his back. Because his back was broken by um, the monster Matanzaqueto. And Vamp is just laying into shots with a kendo stick. And he's telling Vampiro not to scream out in pain. And then once Vampiro, like, his screaming subsides a little bit, then he. Or you mean Pentagon? A uh, Pentagon, yeah. Then he pulls out a barbed wire baseball bat. <laughs> and, and we just see, like,. Like Vampiro swinging for Pentagon's face as the camera cuts, <laughs> and I just looked. I'm like, that man does not have an acupuncture license. Jesus he really. And I tweeted that to Vampiro, and he retweeted. 
I also thought it was interesting that he noted uh, that Vampiro noted that Ian tried to control him with his pills, mm-hmm. but he couldn't. Like, because we're we're seeing Vampiro as Ian on commentary. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And he's you know, not going off the rails or anything. Like you can tell though, because like they're doing a little subtle thing when stuff gets a little bit more violent. Vampiro doesn't talk as much. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. He didn't I'm talk sure a lot during the. I'm sure it's probably on purpose. Yeah, he didn't but, talk a lot during the more violent parts of the uh, no moss. The moss match. Yeah, or the grave graver consequences. Like, I think that's real interesting. Yeah, like I, I really, I hope that's a choice. I'm sure knowing these guys, I'm sure it is, but it's a really, really cool choice. Like that, he's not embracing the violence by getting overly aggressive and talking about it. But yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's more of a joke combo than anything else. I really like Lucha this week. Um, Eamon, where would you rank Lucha this week? Uh, don't kill me. Um, it's 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 actually my number two this week, just because NXT and Lucha were super close this week. They were the they were the closest they've ever been. In my opinion, mm, I, don't, um, I don't know if they were the closest they've ever been. Well, I, as, as opposed to like a takeover, week, you know okay. what I mean? Okay, all right. I I still don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I'm giving I'm giving Lucha number one that kill shot and Mari. And plus, I think it was because I had lowered the bar of my expectations for this Lucha because I thought it like I like I said I thought it was just gonna be like a jobber show and then. If they got, they, they made something out of it. Yeah, but yeah, holy shit, did they ever like that? Because the only preview image I saw was for that four-way match. And I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be one of those shows where, it, like, you know, good wrestling, but ultimately doesn't mean anything. And goddamn, like everything, they made everything mean something. Everything meant something. Like it was really, really well done. And Dario Cueto. Oh, we didn't even talk oh, about that. we didn't, and I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> fuck, what's his name again? Sinestro de la Muerte? Sinestro de la Muerte. When he came out to put the medallion in the uh, in the belt, Dario just looks at him and goes, Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> like, he kept saying, mm. he, kept talking, he kept talking shit to people during their entrances, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, like, and you can uh, tell... This was just the actor improving. Like he had no lines. He's just like, let me react to these characters naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said something about jo- what is he said something about Joey Ryan's clothes or something like that. Um, oh, he said that Joey Ryan knows how to dress. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Joey Ryan? Fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really fantastic. I need to know when we're getting follow-up from the cop story. I need to know this. Well, I mean, it depends on when his, uh, when the councilman's uh, uh, boss is coming to the temple. <sighs> I need to know who that is. I really hope it wasn't supposed to be MVP. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm dead serious about that. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it. I think maybe that might have been. Maybe. I think they'll, they'll figure out a way to fix that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. I have absolutely no doubt. Lucha Underground will figure out what to do. If that was the case, yeah. But yeah, fuck it, whatever. But um, yeah. So Lucha Underground was great this week. It's great every week. Um, so Eamon, 
where can the good people of the internet find you so that we can hear more about Lucha Underground? Uh, well, to hear more about Lucha Underground, you should probably follow me on Twitter and AMT, please. I'll be talking a good deal about Lucha Underground probably there. Uh, just part of eyes emojis and all that good stuff. Um, but you can also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling, the wrestling company I work for, over on twitter.com uh, slash inspireprores, uh, inspireprowrestling.com, and also our new Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com, uh, under the wrestling promotion section. All right, excellent. You can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. And also, if you like us talking about Lucha Underground, follow at Mayhem Show. Search for the hashtag MM every Wednesday night. I live tweet Lucha Underground, and there are a bunch of guys who um, seem to be enjoying my live tweets because I I get very animated about it. There's a lot of all-caps tweets. I apologize for that in advance, but it's because I'm very excited about things. Alrighty, uh, so for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid-Week War! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.